0: Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. That's intense. It's pretty crazy to think that one degree of difference makes a huge difference between just hot water and boiling water hot water and steam and what that steam can create to create the energy to move a locomotive forward. And the whole point of that whole presentation was that there's the slightest, sometimes, the slightest change can make the biggest difference. Today I'm going to talk about choices. And um, my concern as a church is that uh, we we tend to get a little bit complacent. And they don't... uh, One of my roles and responsibilities as a leader is to not let that happen, to always keep our eyes on the focus of the vision and direction and the passion and the mission of what God is doing and wants to do in our church and in our lives. And um, when I talk about change, when we talk about making a change, sometimes it is one degree, sometimes it's 180 degrees that we have to make a change in. Sometimes it's only a little bit, sometimes it's a lot. And God will speak to you in that regard today. The next six to seven weeks, we're going to spend talking about what I'm calling the next level life. Getting to the next level of faith, of family, of work, of every area in our lives. Getting to that next level. I don't know about you, but I've, I've learned to settle. I've learned to get to where I'm comfortable. And then if I could just stay there, that would be really nice. It would be really nice just to relax and to enjoy and to say, I got here and that's enough. And we could say that and we could say that we're, we're, we've achieved or we, we, we reached that goal. I remember when I got my master's degree, I was like, I don't have to study anymore. And that was a lie. <laughs> I study more now than ever. Now I'm teaching because I got that degree. And I'm studying my brains out to stay ahead of these incredible students. Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever felt like you're at a level and you're just stuck there? Maybe you feel like that at work. Maybe you feel like that as a parent. Maybe you feel like that as, as um, <clears throat> someone in the church. Maybe you feel like that in your own personal life. You just feel like, oh, I want to get past this one space, I want to get past this one level of life. I don't know if you're a gamer. You know, if you, if you play Xbox or um, PlayStation or any of those games, uh, I, I get stuck at the first level. <laughs> I'm terrible at, at uh, video games. And I just, I was talking to somebody trying to sell him some games yesterday and he goes, you know what? I could never get past the first level. I know, dude, don't buy them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a waste of time. Um, but I get stuck at those levels and I'm, and I'm not committed enough to gaming to try and get to the next level. I'm like, ah, forget it. I don't need that. I think too often we get to that point in our lives, in our church, in our workplace, in our families, where we say, okay, enough is enough. I'm, I'm good where I'm at, and let's just, let's just learn to live right here. I'm here to tell you that God, that's not what God wants for us, especially as a church, especially in our faith with him. He wants us to live at a high level level Of fruitfulness, of faithfulness, of power, of all those kinds of things that that, um, God wants to do in us and through us and out of us into this world. And I believe that the only way the church is going to grow is for us to achieve another level of faith, another level of confidence in our walk, another level of boldness in our hearts to speak and to talk about our faith with others. Another uh, willingness to go and sacrifice our time, our talent, our our finances, all of these things. We have to put our whole selves into seeing God do something amazing for our church to grow. More more importantly, not just for this building, not for just this group of people, but for the church, that kingdom, to grow and see people saved and see people baptized and see see people become disciples of, of Christ. That's the mission and we must do everything we can to reach that goal. You may have heard the saying, if you want what you've ha- what you've never had, it said it on the screen, you must do what you've never done. Well, that statement has all kinds of implications in it. If you want to do what you if you want what you've never had, then you must do what you've never done. That means that there's a place of discomfort, of fear, of (laughs) lack of confidence, because it's all new, right? I mean, you're getting into something that's like, I've never done this before. I've never had this before, but I've never done this before. So do I really want what I've never had if I have to do what I've never done? I don't know if I want that. Rising to the next level of faith requires something new. And so we have to be okay with change. Change. The only person that likes change is a wet baby. <laughs> the only person that embraces that is someone with a poopy diaper. Change is not fun. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. creates insecurity sometimes. It creates all this little fear that goes on in our lives. And we've got to figure out, how are we going to get to that next level? How are we going to go crum- comfortable? with change well here's something that i want for us as a church i don't want to be people that just admire the greats of the past i want to become the model for the future i want to become someone that 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 the, the future people go let's let's be like journey church ventura Let's be like these group, this group of people who put everything in, who, who activated their faith, who did whatever it took to get whatever, the, something they've never experienced before. I don't know what that is for you personally, but as a church, we have the privilege and opportunity to affect change in our community. And the only way we're going to do that is to live radically for Jesus to take our faith to another level, to take our walks out of these walls and see God do some pretty amazing things. Why are we not having groups meet in our building? Because there's a value. And that value is that we want to be out of this building more than we're in it. I realize this building is a great place. This building has several rooms but the bottom line is that if we aren't outside of these walls we're going to miss an opportunity to invite people in people are more ready to come to your home or to a coffee shop or to a restaurant than they are to a church let's start there if we want what we've never had we must do what we've never done let's be the great people of faith now and examples of faith for the future Let's be highly successful at our marriages, at our faith, at our parenting, at our jobs. <clears throat> In every way, let's let greatness expand to God's glory. So I'm, I'm going to challenge you today to, to step out. I'm going to challenge you today to do something that uh, Joshua challenged the, uh, the, the Israelites to do in just a few moments. The entire big thought for this series, these next seven weeks, is this. Living at the next level of life and faith means we must be willing to do what we've never done before. It requires the right choices, relationships, convictions, character, competence, consistency, and commitment. Without these, we will remain or decline to a level of complacency. And if, as a church, we we don't go here then we will decline. And I don't think that's an acceptable result. Do you? So the big question is, how do we rise to another level of faith and life? Living at a level of faith and life requires that we make choices. When we get up in the morning, we make a choice. When we brush our teeth, we've made a choice. When we choose what kind of food we're going to eat, we've made a choice. When we go out the door, we've made a choice to, to, to go to work. When we go to work, we choose how, what kind of employee or uh, owner or manager we're going to be that day. We, we make choices all day long, maybe hundreds of them, as we go throughout the day. And each choice has an impact on the consequence or result of our lives. In other words, Choices equals changes. Choices equals changes. And let me, let me say this. If you choose not to make a choice, you've just chosen something. Right? You've just chosen something. One of the most, I think, most helpful tools that I, I ever use with my kids when they were walking out the door every day, as many times as I could remember, is we, they would walk out the door and I'd say, Good choices. And they would look back and say, no regrets, Daddy. Because I knew that their choices would influence the results and the outcomes of their life. I knew that if, they, if we could encourage our kids to make the best choices possible that they would have relatively good outcomes there's still evil in this world there's still darkness there's still challenges that we're all going to face we can make all the best choices and still know that we're going to face some pretty ugly stuff why because we live in an ugly world with a with an enemy that's going to come after us but if i can get our kids my daughters to make good choices then i knew they had the best chance to have a great outcome So think of some people that you've admired. Think of some people that you go, man, I wish I could be like that. Man, I wish I could reach that level of success. Don't start with Steve Jobs or, um, you know, Bill Gates or anybody like that. I mean, if you're there, just start tithing, okay? I'm just joking. But don't start there. I mean, start, start at the next level. Don't, uh, that's one of the problems that people have is that they think that the, the best thing we can do is just reach for the ultimate before we get to the next level in life. That's why one degree of change is sometimes better than 180 degrees of change. Or temperature. You, you're, you're at 10 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. And you need to be at 212. It's not easy to jump all the way up there. So it takes one degree at a time to get there, one choice at a time, one thing at a time that you can change to make a difference. We're going to look at Joshua chapter 24. And in Joshua chapter 24, we find the end, the coming to the end of Joshua's life. Joshua was a a leader. He was the, the one that succeeded Moses. When Moses died, one of the things God said is, Moses, my servant is dead. It's up to you now. And one of the cool things is that Joshua realized that that Moses was his mentor, that he was his leader, and and Joshua decided that he's going to do everything he can to follow in the footsteps of Moses, at least in the good steps of Moses. And Joshua wasn't a perfect leader, but he was a really good one. And he led the people into the promised land, and he he took the the Israelites into a place where Moses couldn't because Moses made some mistakes. And God said, "Your, your mistakes will keep you out of the promised land, but you're going to bring up the next leader that's going to bring them into the promised land. So Moses dies. Joshua becomes the leader of Israel, and he takes Israel across the Jordan into the land that was promised to them. And Joshua's coming to the end of his life, and he's (coughs) gathered all of the Israelites or all of the Israelite leaders at, at, at a place called Shechem. And he goes through this series of of remembrances. He goes through and remembers all that, that the, the Lord has done in Joshua twenty four eleven, He says, Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and the Cellulites. But I gave them into your hand. He reminded of the, the Israelites of the great successes that they had. And he could have said, hey, you guys, look what God has done. Let's just relax now, and there's nothing else to do. He could have settled. That's great achievements. They beat all these, these ites up. They won all these wars, and they won all these battles. And he could have said, that's enough. You guys did a great job. Good job. Let's retire We're in the promised land. And he didn't say it. He said, now let's live at the next level. In Joshua 24, 14, it says this, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors' worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. I thought that's what they were doing. I thought that's what this was all about is that they went in and they beat up all these, these ites and they took everybody over. But Joshua was saying there's another level. There's another place to go. And let's go there. Let's go there and now fear the Lord. The, fear, the word fear is revere, respect, put God in the right place in your life and serve him with all faithfulness. That idea of faithfulness means to serve him with integrity and truth integrity and truth and then he says throw away the gods of your ancestors <clears throat> worship beyond the euphrates river and in egypt and serve the lord in other words let's put god in priority it's time to take your relationship not just to this battle event like type of life but now it's to consistently keep god in priority At the highest place in your life, we should fear or revere God and serve him with integrity and truth. We should not give God lip service. With all due respect, if you're a Sunday Christian, but on Monday through Saturday, there's no representation of Christ in your life, you might be giving God lip service today. And it's time to take your faith from a Sunday to a Sunday through Saturday type of faith an everyday life an everyday experience you see living at the next level means that we choose to leave our past behind and keep our eyes on the future that's why if we want what we've never had we must do what we've never done means that we have to leave this level to get to the next level you can't this looks really awkward Okay, let's say this is one level and then this is the next level and you want to live like this for life. It's 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 really awkward and uncomfortable and you can't go anywhere when you have one foot in one level and one foot on the next level. It doesn't work. You gotta I gotta leave this level. Now I'm not gonna try and jump up on this table because it would be painful to watch and it would be painful for me. And I'm not sure insurance would cover that. <clears throat> But we need to be willing to leave this behind. I like what uh, Henry Cloud said. He said, Getting to the next level always requires ending something, leaving it behind, and moving on. Growth demands that we move on. Without the ability to end things, people stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. We have to leave something behind to go forward. We have to leave this level to go to the next level. We have to leave this comfort zone to go to a place where we've never been before. And if we're not willing to leave that, then we're not willing to go forward in our faith. We're not willing to take our our faith and our experience and our expression to another level. And we're here this morning to be challenged to go to the next level. Are you willing To leave behind what you have now to go to something better, bigger, greater ahead of us. I'm not talking financially or a bigger house or a bigger car, none of that. I mean, it might be a part of the process, but it's not what the the value is, is driving us. We're talking about a bigger, better expression of faith in every area of our lives, in every aspect of our lives. And so Joshua continues, he says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose, then choose. So this is a choice. This is an option. You can choose Jesus or you cannot. But you are making a choice to go a different direction, a direction that doesn't have the umbrella of God, that a direction that doesn't have gyra. And if you're unfamiliar with what Jireh means, it means God is our provider. He is the one who takes care of our needs. That's why he's enough. And it's a beautiful picture, but we have to choose. Where are we going to give our loyalty? Where are we going to give our energy? Where are we going to give our lives? Where are we going to put everything into and so he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, it's kind of weird that Joshua's kind of beating up on the Israelites right now. But the Israelites, he understands, have some divided loyalties. He says, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether, you, whether the gods of your, your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are, are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I appreciate that applause. I know it's not for me, it's for the comment, but i this is what Joshua would do right now. Really? You're clapping. That's good, but do you realize what that clap means? Do you realize what this message is all about? Do you realize what this the consequences of giving everything to God means. Living at the next level requires that we choose our loyalty. What are we loyal to? Are we more loyal to our, our families than we are to God? Are we more loyal to our finances? Are we more loyal to our home? Are we more loyal to our football team? By the way, if I hear an awkward amen, I know you're watching the football games that are going on right now are, are, what are we loyal to I was just before I came to what was then South Coast Fellowship and now is Journey Church Ventura I met with a man in in town because I was I'd, I'd left the church I was at, and I was looking for the next opportunity for what God had for me. And um, there was another opportunity coming. It was amazing. It was to become a CFO of a company, eventually the CEO of a company, and be paid some money that I've never experienced before. And I was at lunch with this this gentleman, and, and uh, he looked at me. He's not a Christian. And he said, "Are Are you going to be okay being a CFO if someone said to you tomorrow that you could be a pastor again? (laughs) And I was thinking about the money and all the benefits of being a CFO and being a CEO and having a car and all these kinds of things. And I choked up. I said, I'll never be happy with anything but following Jesus and if he called me back to a church I would take it in a second he said then that's what you need to do he reminded me of my loyalty he reminded me of the calling that I had in my life and that these benefits as much as he was willing to hand over this company he's the owner of the company he said you need to follow the call I'm like, man, that's a slap in the face just to have a non-Christian tell you that, right? And at the same time, it was a blessing because here I am. And this was the next opportunity. And this, I had no idea how it was going to happen. I had no idea what was going to eventually occur. And at the same time, God answered prayer and gave clear direction. What loyalties do we have? Then the, Lord answer, then the people answered, "'Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods.'" They're like, our loyalty is God. It was the Lord, our God himself, who brought us and our parents out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we travel. <clears throat> And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites, who lived in the land. We, too, will serve the Lord because he is our God. And so they're like, yay, we, we are going to go after it. We are going to serve God. Why? Because, Joshua, you just reminded how many wins we've had, how many times God has been with us. You see, living at a level, a, a, the next level requires we choose, a, we make a public confession. We choose to make a public confession saying, yes, I choose to serve the Lord. And Joshua does this crazy thing. He said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. It's like, what? Come on, man, you're asking for this commitment. Come on, man, you're asking for this opportunity for us to say yes to God. And, And now you're telling us that once we say yes, it's not enough? Joshua said, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. So he lines it out and he says, listen, if you really want to serve the Lord, I don't believe it because you guys are now, right now, serving other gods. You are worshiping other gods. You are connecting with another culture that is not in in, in alignment with God. And if you don't commit to God and God alone, you can't do what you're talking about. You can fall in love with a God who who gets your emotions going, but are you willing to do whatever it takes to follow a God, regardless of your emotions? Are you willing to give everything to God? You see, he's holy. He wants a pure relationship. He doesn't want someone who's giving their lives partially to him and partially to the world. He is a holy God. He's a jealous God. He's not going to share you. He wants a marriage relationship that is, that is, is unified, that is together, that is put together. And that's the kind of God that, we, uh, that is calling us to serve him. But he is not going to share. So you're either in or you're out. Same is true today. Same is true today, church. Some pastors are are, are afraid to kind of share this truth, but we got to be all in or all out. No, we don't have to live perfect lives. We're not going to live perfect lives. But our loyalties have to be clear. And our willingness to commit to one God has to be clear beyond commitment has to absolutely be a sacrificial relationship with Jesus it's quiet kind of expected that today we need a good spring cleaning in our lives don't we maybe a fall cleaning if you will Living at the next level means we choose discomfort over comfort. It means that we're going to choose to leave this level and go to the next level. And what that means is we have to leave anything that will keep us from getting there, we have to leave it behind us. We have to ask God to forgive us of our sins. We have to give ourselves to new things not the old things. We have to release ourselves from the crutches of life, from the things that we've gotten used to and comfortable with. We have to get rid of them so that we can get to that next level. Joshua said, he will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. He's, Joshua's getting serious. He's preaching it hard. And he's saying we got to give everything to God. He's a holy God. And then verse 21, But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, You are witnesses against yourselves that, that you have chosen to serve the Lord. And they said, Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. You see, going to the next level means that we choose to be accountable. Being a witness to ourselves is important. It's it's really important. It's it's holding yourself accountable and saying, I chose to serve the Lord. Therefore, I will make different choices in my life. I chose to say yes. I chose on July 9th, 1988, to say yes to Karen, uh, at that time Hendricks, now Quintana, And that is the choice I made. There is no other woman in this world that deserves or gets my love other than Karen. That's the way it works. And when we say yes to God, he's the only one, right? And now I'm accountable to that. I'm accountable to my commitment to Karen. I have buddies of mine that say, hey, have you kept your mind pure? Are you walking straight with, you, with your wife? Are you making sure that your eyes don't wander? All those kinds of questions. And I, I have to answer truthfully because I've chosen to be accountable to them, to my relationship with my wife. My wife has every uh, <clears throat> opportunity to say, are you keeping your eyes on just me? That's accountability. People don't like that word these days. People don't like accountability. People don't like the word, that word. Sometimes it turns them off. Sometimes it even keeps them away from church. But there is one that we will be always accountable to, and that is God. In verse 23 he says, "Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel." And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. So all he's saying is repent, get rid of the stuff that doesn't belong in a relationship with God. If you have anything before God, throw it away, get rid of it, and then follow me and let's follow God. Living at the next level means we choose commitment over complacency. Are you ready to choose commitment over complacency? Are you ready to take your faith and your walk with God and your relationship in all areas of life to the next level? It means that we have to toss the old and take on the new and take that next step and take that next level, whatever that means for you. It's no longer having a crutch in this world of the world. It means that the only person that we have faith and trust in and commitment to and loyalty to is God. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people, and there at Shechem, he reaffirmed for them decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us. By the way, your rock has been listening. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people each to their own inheritance. Amen, you are dismissed. No, I'm just kidding. Give me five more minutes, two more minutes, three more minutes. Basically, what Joshua did was make a covenant with God, a promise of faithfulness a promise to serve, a promise to put all the other stuff aside and say, I am going to follow God. The people of Israel have chosen to serve the Lord, to make him a priority. Are you ready to take your rock? Here's what I want you to do with this. I want you to put your name on it. And then whatever you want to write on here. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Or if there's something you need to give up, and you, obviously that's a private thing, but if have something you need to give up, um, or if you want to say, I promise that God is my King, my Lord, my Savior, I will do, you know, whatever you want to put on here. There's going to be some markers in the lobby. And after service, you're welcome to go out there, grab those uh, Sharpies and start marking on this and put your name on it. But this needs to be a symbol of our covenant. Our contract with God. That God, I will give everything. You are my all. This is not a wedding ring. This could be a, like a wedding ring. Wherever you need to put this so that you remember your commitment all the time. Put it somewhere where you have to move it out of the way. Put it on your toothbrush. Put it, put it you know, in your car. Wherever you have to put it to, to constantly be annoyed by it. Maybe it won't annoy you, maybe it'll bless you, but this becomes a symbol. Throughout the whole Old Testament, there are stacks of rocks that resemble God's love and commitment to us. And it's this symbol that Joshua says, this symbol represents our commitment to him. And it will hold us accountable. It will be the rock that, that speaks to our commitment, that are, are loyal when we said, I do to God. I don't know where you're at in your walk with God. And my, my prayer, my hope is maybe it's just one degree is all it takes to get you from 2.11 to 2.12. Or maybe it's just one degree next that, that God is moving you to, to, to start warming you up so that you can someday hit that steam Place in life where you can produce energy and move things forward whatever God's doing this morning I believe it's u- unique it's significant and he's calling for commitment whatever we have to repent of repent of remember somebody came to church one time and brought all their, their paraphernalia that they wanted to repent of this is up in Seattle and it was a duffel bag full of tools and, and things that were uh, used to steal cars. He, he brought, at the end of service, he brought the bag up, and he put it on, on, on the altar, and he walked off. It was a duffel bag zipped up, we're like, what is he doing? And, and one of the security guys went to lift it, and it was super heavy, and he's like, I'm getting out of here. We called the police. They brought the bomb squad, blew up the back because when they x rayed it, it was full of batteries and keys and tools and all this stuff that looked like bomb stuff. So they blew up the back, blew up the stage. And we asked the guy, dude, what were you doing? I was just trying to repent. There was no bomb. Isn't it cool that we can just give everything to God and say yes to Him? We can't keep living at this level. Even if you're at a good level, there's another level. There's another level to experience. There's another level to express. There's another level of opportunity to make a difference in our world. There's another another level at your workplace. There's another level at your family your kids in your marriage whatever it may be maybe it's just one degree that makes all the difference in the world today i want you to take your rock it's between you and god it's not between anybody else it's just between you and god but let this become the witness of your commitment to god let this become the testimony people might jump in your car and go what you're carrying a rock in here It's my relationship with God. It's my statement of commitment to Him, whatever it might be, let me pray with you. God I believe today you have called your church to a new place. You're calling your church to a next level, to another level of relationship, to another level of commitment, to another level of sacrifice, to another level of of experience and expression. And I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would move on us in such a way that we would experience you to the fullest. Forgive us, God, of our sin for the things that we've relied on in this world instead of you. Forgive us, forgive us of the things that we've committed to in, our, in this world that are now distracting us from serving you at our fullest potential. Lord, we want to faithfully serve you as you called the Israelites to do, you're calling us to do today. I believe this series, The Next Level Life, will take us all to a new place of relationship with you, to a new place. And Lord, we commit to leave behind the old level and come to the new level. We commit to let go of the things of this world so that we can only hold on to your hands. So Lord, we release our grip on this world and we reach to you. I pray that this rock, these rocks would represent our commitment to you, they would, it would re- represent our love of you, that they would resent, represent our loyalty to you, and God, that we would open our hearts to whatever you have for us. We simply want to be at the next level. Thank you for everything you have done. Thank you for all the wins in our lives. But we realize, God, that's not where you want us to stay. You don't want us to rest on our laurels or our winds of the past. You want us to reach forward, and I pray right now for every life in this room that your Holy Spirit would take us to a new level. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, what I hope you understood is one thing, that he loves you loves you so much that he went to another level of commitment and sacrifice for you. The Bible says there's no greater love than a, man for, than a man lay down his life for his friend. And that's exactly what Jesus did for you and for me. He gave us his life on a cross so that we could experience the joy of knowing him and having our sins forgiven. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, all you have to say is, Jesus, please forgive me of my sin." I believe that you were raised from the dead, and today you promised eternal life, and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. If that's you, whether you're online or on site, I want you to just pray that prayer with me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin on the cross, and I accept that forgiveness today, and I believe that you were raised from the dead, and that you promised me eternal life, and I will spend the rest of my existence with you, and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've gone long today, but I'm so excited that God is taking us to the next level. And I pray God's blessing on you. I pray God's power on you. I pray that these rocks will become something significant to you. Please, don't throw it away. Go put it someplace significant. Go put it someplace that will get all of the attention it, it deserves, and go out there and take a, a Sharpie and write your name on it, write anything else you want on it that will remind you of your vow to make God your sole loyalty and that you will faithfully serve him all of your lives. Let's stand, and I'll pray with you one more time, and I think we'll just end right here, okay? God, thank you so much for everything you've done in our lives. Thank you for the call that you've placed on us today to go to that next level with you. I pray, Father, for every heart and every soul that you bless them, that you give us the richest opportunity to serve you faithfully for the rest of our lives. We commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.